0: It's the Slightly Crap Film Podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and
1: him,
2: Ed Southall.
1: Here we are again, Ed. How are you doing?
2: I'm very good. I'm (laughs) surviving the apocalypse, and I'm I'm just living life to the fullest within the confines of my house.
1: Oh, mate, it's great to see you. And I didn't know that your hair grew like that. It's just outwards, doesn't it? It just grows outwards. It's
2: brilliant. Uh, Oh, but, you know, that that makes me sad, though, because as you get older and you get balder, ladies, I know you know what I'm talking about, that it grows disproportionately around your head. Yours does. Mine does. It's terrible. So, like, my baldy bit that goes, well, it's getting further and further across the top that doesn't grow very much but it does grow but then the bits to the sides like the 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 Keith Flint bits yeah it's like it's like putting fertilizer on grass it's
1: just boom I've got a solar panel on back (laughs) so I'm going for now I'm going for full um, lockdown two comb over very good you look very handsome actually Hal I must say thanks very much very handsome indeed thanks very much is it because of my special beard Oh, it's because I'm quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when you drink it, morning. Um, you're not at school now, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Whiskey ball oh, in the office drawer. The funny stories with, that Ed tells when his guard's down about his times drinking and teaching year nine. I used to, I. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. Hey, we used to go to the pub, didn't we, at lunchtime back oh, in the mate, back I can't in the day. We've not covered this before, but yeah. yes, We're, and and you say it now, you drop it in there for skit group, or for <laughs> NQTs. You say, oh yeah, I don't only have two Guinnesses on a Friday lunch because I had to go back and teach Year Ten, <laughs> and they look at yeah. you gone out, don't they? They do, or
2: or some of them <laughs> would have to walk home at lunchtime, the students, and they'd walk past you in the beer garden, and you're like,
1: yeah. hiya. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in works yesterday, you know that bookshop. I was in works yesterday. And there was a lady everyone's got face masks on. Um we we're in Wakefield and and there was a bunch of girls, bunch of kids, right. They're all giggling at something and I'm thinking I know exactly what they're giggling at. And and I were right. I turned and they were all looking at this woman who were on her own looking at calendars and they were all like, I, I saw. Do you know when you zone in when you're listening, mm. listening in? They're all going, "It's her, it's her, it's me," and and then that one of them went, "I am s," and this t- this this innocent bystander, this woman, she went, "Hello, girls," you know, through a mask, and one of them went, "How are you doing?" <laughs> like that? How are you doing? She went. I'm fine, thanks. But then they all, all the kids, just pissed the sides, laughing, absolutely kegged themselves, laughing, and legged it out of the shop. And I thought, I'm glad that part of my life's over. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you know? it's yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed their faces, realizing that you're a human that lives outside of schools. Yeah. But I also didn't enjoy it when, like you you're with your kids or something in the shopping centre and there's like a group of like six or seven year nine boys who you don't get on with very yeah. well at school and they're like oh god what's going to happen here and usually they just they just put their heads down they're just I, like oh
1: god I stopped teaching in Barnsley about you know full time about ten years ago and I still yeah. get the cry of on sir <laughs> from the you know f- across Asda
0: hey and I got so a lovely thing
2: up. what was it a couple of years ago I got a a, a Twitter DM dropping into me DMs and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't something that most people talk about when that sort of thing happens. oh yeah it was a student and I couldn't even figure out who was a student you know you have to kind of reread it a few times you're like did I teach this person yeah. is that why they're saying that and it was one of those kind of oh you really inspired me I've gone on to do this I just wanted to give you some updates and let you know that I really enjoyed your teaching and you were so patient with us and all this and I was like oh
1: did you out of nowhere Ed did you copy it and then put it into a tweet hashtag impact and send it to your four thousand million followers did you do that i would have i didn't at all i
2: was just like i wish he knew i wish he had that attitude when i taught him it was a
1: nightmare don't you think there's some don't (laughs) don't you think there's some folk on twitter who that would never ever happen to yes many especially people who aren't teachers i
2: can't imagine it happens to them very often i know well it won't (laughs) <laughs> so anyway yeah, pre- meeting up with previous students I don't know I've got a few that I still t- stay in touch with it's really nice um,
1: yeah it is great and face cloth's good for that I think we've mm. talked about it before it's it's it's, it's great when uh, your ex-students reach out and they're all grown ups now and you know they've got it kids it makes you feel old like. doesn't it? it it does it does make you feel slightly old and also but you, you can't help shake that loco parent well I can't I'm still sort of feeling quite Protective over them, you know. I'm mm. thinking, what, what, what are you doing? Or, you know, why are you thinking like that? Um, I've got one of my ex pupils. Is he, he puts some right stuff on Facebook? <laughs> he really does. But <laughs> and if he were in my class, I'd be having a word with him. But oh I, I, now I have to just politely ignore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what are else? You up to? you are yeah I was just about to ask you well I've been we've been I don't know we've been uh, not doing much because we've not been allowed to because we're in yeah. tier 3 like like you are so we're not really doing much at all other than carrying on with normal life without anything happy happening so <laughs> what tier what tier 3 means and I, and I was talking to someone about this is that well what, what we've, we're in now and I think the thing that's driving me to distraction is is um, this idea of the loss of the third place And I don't know if this will resonate with our, our listeners But basically now And we're approaching Christmas time uh, We're in the winter, aren't we? We've just come out of lockdown two uh, in England And we've we're basically, we're all working Well, no, we're not actually But we're all a lot of us are working or thinking about work Or being furloughed So we've got that going on that's one place the second place but probably should be the first place and is the first place for me is my home and my family so i've got those two places ticking over my home and my family everyone's sort of being safe and everyone's been healthy at the moment and all that the second place is work and, and 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 stuff and that's all ticking over all right but what we've lost and i don't know if this resonates for you ed is is the third place which is you, you, you play really it's, it's like mm. your pals and your mates and seeing real humans and, and your proper your proper mates and you're your going out for a beer and going to the pub and doing the stuff that the meeting up with I know you can meet up with folk now but it still feels a bit odd doesn't it yeah. and it's um, yeah Is it's it, that third place that's missing yeah it's the and second place for me <laughs> we'll let the listeners friends. decide the order <laughs>
2: Well, to, for me, because I work at well, not just because I work at uni, but uni is quite a social workplace. Yeah, um, and it's thriving, you know, under normal conditions. And I love just being around lots of people in those conditions. Not so much when I'm shopping and stuff. I just want to. I want to be on my own then. Um, yeah. But I love the I love the culture of a university. I love everything. I mean, everybody does who works in them, doesn't they? They, they love that side of everything. Um, and it's not there at the moment because there's hardly yeah. anyone in the buildings. Um, and I've got three young kids, so my social life is essentially built predominantly around them. Um so my, my kind of fix for adult social life is is mostly through my interactions at work. So that's kind of what I'm missing. Yeah. Um I mean you get it a little bit on Zoom and stuff, but it's just not it's not the same, is it, as just kind of having no, lunch with people. No, it it, and it isn't the sharing same, an office and
1: Yeah. It is it, no it's banter. You know, it's a bit of banter and stuff, and a nice banter, you know with, with good with, with people you work with and I mean I suppose the, the way my work's changed is everyone's gone online and, and stuff I was in a school last week I was working with kids last week and so all that feels normal and, but I'm missing the sort of I'm actually missing it's weird because I, I, I complain a lot about having to be away from home and travelling and stuff yeah. but I think at least my family would get a break from me yeah, and, you're ready to do it now you know and, and actually <laughs> (laughs) I'd be alright if someone said right work's going back now I'd probably be very different with my approach to work but I I, I quite um, I don't know it's what the norms are I suppose and I'm not that bothered and and I'm sure you're not as well from what you've said about the you know doing loads of webinars and doing zooms and things like that it's oh, it, God. it was almost like a bit of a novelty in march and april but yeah. now i think everyone's a bit um, fatigued by it even though we'll probably it's probably become part of the new normal yeah i I've, i know you've
2: done a lot more than i have but i've done it a, a, under normal circumstances i would probably do you know maybe 10 or so Guest speaker things across the year that are paid or, or, or not paid or whatever, you know, keynotey type things. Um, that's obviously dropped off a lot, partly because of lockdown and partly because I'm a bit of a swat. <laughs> and they don't ask me that. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Book yeah. me. Book um, you. But I've managed to do a couple this year and it's just, it's so different. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like the online training that I have to deliver that's, that's either pre recorded or not you know often you're just talking into the void and you're just like oh my god is anyone there yeah (laughs) no idea and and sometimes the software means that you can't interact with each other and sometimes you can interact but it's i hear you i've I've picked up some real nuances of how to zoom with a group yeah um (laughs) tip one is oh my god don't ask an open question just don't do it no. pick someone first and ask them because if
1: you ask an open question it's just the void <laughs> but, but what I've noticed as well Ed you know you throw that in and it's funny but people are now building a career on sharing that on yeah. as a Zoom like how What to avoid when doing a Zoom. This is a Zoom about what to avoid, you know, and I just want to avoid that Zoom. Zoom. Um, I I, I I, I had a bit of a... a, 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 It hit me the other night when I was asked to do something at um, an online teach me, which, brilliant, absolutely amazing, great, and this is no reflection on the event. It's me. And I found myself standing there doing this thing. I had five minutes... And I just actually, I know obviously I wasn't charging anything, you know, I wasn't getting paid for anything. I was just sharing something quickly. But then I thought, what am I doing this for? Who am I helping? Because I don't get any feedback. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. helping anyone. I might get some likes on Twitter or I might get someone commenting. I did. But I just thought, right, I'm stopping that. and it's not I'm not sulking with anything I'm kind of if anything I'm sulking with, with the pandemic I'm like right I don't want to do this like this I want to do it live I want humans uh, and please you know I'm looking ahead at my diary and, and things are starting to there's a bit of a confidence coming in and just yeah. to, to move the conversation on a little bit something that I've done is just book gigs I've just been uh, booking gigs in to, to go and see so I've, I, I've watched, f- I watched a streaming gig I've watched a couple oh, of did streaming you? gigs
2: yeah. yeah I watched Kate Rusby's Christmas concert oh, yeah. at the weekend it was brilliant yeah and oh, she did a great cool. job of, of playing to no one yet everyone at the same time yeah um, but you could feel you, you kind of felt for her in a little bit in a way you could feel that there was that slight awkwardness of she's trying to react to a crowd that isn't there yeah um, but it was really really well done and I thought she, you know people would do such a bad job at that
1: and yeah. sh- and she did a fantastic job um, I saw. I saw. And Ron- I know she's listening. So well done, Kate. Oh, well done, Kate. <laughs> yeah, Kate. There. And no, that is good. And, and I saw Ron Sexsmith was doing one as well, yeah. uh, which I was tempted to go and watch. But I, I kind of want to get in there. I want to get in car and drive there. I want to mm. go. And be in the the room the, and i know everyone probably feels like this well i'm not sure it'd be good to hear from some of the some of our listeners really what what gigs have they watched because there has been a lot of them and again i don't know if it's a place that's got flooded you know with mm. with different with, with so much on offer um i, I did read uh, there was a, i don't know if you remember the the the, the singer songwriter joe jackson um who I, who I i really like he did a song a famous song called is she really going out with him i really like him mm. and, and he, uh, he he was saying that um, he didn't want to do anything like that because he wanted the live space he wanted to protect the live space if you like he didn't yeah. want the new normal to be streaming mm. but I suppose it's what's been happening with cinemas isn't it and, um, you yeah that'll be do, interesting
2: moving
1: into uh, next year it's gonna War- be Warner Brothers haven't they they've announced
2: that yeah. they're putting them all out and streaming yeah ooh it's a sponsor <coughs>
0: Long Need an haircut? Come and get a trim with me. My name's Bob. I've been cutting hair for years. If you need a trim, if you need it for shortening, or just cut close, I'm your man. Get in touch with me, Blind Bob. I'm a rape Bob.
2: Hey, did you get that one day of snow? Did you notice it the other day?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it was snowing, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, we, so so anyone listening who doesn't live anywhere near us, we had one day of pretty Hell heavy off. snow, and that was it, right? Yeah. So you'd think, me and my wisdom, I would just stay off the roads on the one snow day, considering oh, I am working from home. Yeah. No, no, I thought it'd be a really good day to go out and get a Christmas tree. Oh, God. So, so I went out in my hybrid electric car. <laughs> <laughs> And where we were, it wasn't that bad, but as soon as you got a mile radius out, it was horrendous. And I'm not joking, (laughs) one day of snow, I got completely stuck on a hill. Oh, mate. I was ringing Kate, and I was like, Kate, Kate, help me, help me, I'm stuck, I can't
1: get out, I'm going to (laughs) die. Was that you going for a Christmas tree that basically blocked everywhere around here? (laughs) Is that you?
2: Yeah, i like cars passing me really slowly and I'm in the middle of the road with the back of a car swinging Shuff to the left, swinging me. to the right.
1: Yeah. I, I, it were you, wasn't it? Because I it ended was. up getting stuck. I'm in me uh, I've got a, I've got a more appropriate vehicle for such oh, weather.
2: As if that wasn't a big enough bag of, badge of shame. A guy <laughs> caught my eye from yeah. his window in his house, yeah. came out of his house onto his balcony and he went like this. He, he gestured to wind my window down. I wind it down and he went you best off turning around. You ain't going to get up this hill with that car. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say
1: cheers, pal?
2: I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, people being helpful who aren't. Yeah. Do
2: you realise you're stuck? Am I? Yeah.
1: I noticed it was a lot of BMWs getting abandoned um, and then cu- the people just leaving them and then walking off. And, and uh well. just it, it causes a lot of problems that were where in my bit of a the area if you know yeah. what I mean. Great story though. Our Tommy he's, he gets a we get an email from his school saying how disappointed the head was during the, the fire alarm on that day. <laughs> Honestly, listeners, it were like if, if you could imagine a proper proper vivid snowstorm, right? And and proper storm. Some kids in year ten set off the alarm right. It was a shambles apparently the um the, the, the the lineup and Matt, Tommy said <laughs> they were like the sum. you know, there were snowballs <laughs> flying everywhere, kids just going absolutely feral in the snow. Snowball <laughs> <laughs> The best, the best and worst. It was the best of times and the worst of times. It was just mint and brilliant. I got,
2: sn- I got snowballed at my first job interview. For, to be a teacher, yeah, it was a snowy day, right? And yeah. and we were all being interviewed, and he and he um. He went right. You've got to. We've got to go and do this thing in this other building now. So we're gonna we're gonna walk across the the yard or whatever. And it was break time, and I was just yeah. like, "Are you mad? It's snowing outside. Like, I know what's gonna happen here." <laughs> so there's like six candidates all dressed in like the poshest yeah. suits had, yeah. with all the hair done and everything. Everyone like. Looking like bankers, <laughs> and we go out <laughs> without fail. <laughs> seconds into walking out there, we're just completely bombarded by snowballs. <laughs> and not only are you getting bombarded by snowballs, you've got all the kids doing what kids do. Go, oh, I yeah. got him, I got the ginger one, I got this one, I got the fat one, Come I got on with the mullet. And you're just like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> that was fun. That is mint. Uh, that is mint I, I think, the, I think the, the sad thing for some of our listeners who perhaps work in education they will never know if you are a new teacher you will never know the sensation of looking out of your window and seeing a heavy blanket of snow has fallen making roads impassable and making it impossible for you to get to work yeah. so you do that lovely call of hiya Sandra There's no way I'm gonna be getting in today. (laughs) And you don't even bother getting dressed. You get on the telly, you put telly on. If you're Ed, you start drinking straight away. Yeah. And you have you have a snow day. Kids, I have this out with Tommy. Kids think that, you know, it's only kids who want the snow day. Everyone wants a snow day, but the worst position to be in is a school leader because you've got to make the decision. Yeah. So you're waiting for uh, the from head all teachers. Uh,
2: yeah. I, had, I had a trainee about five years ago. Yeah, who, uh, I was, I was at that time. I was doing half job at university teacher training and half job in schools. So I was in a school yeah. with another trainee in my department. Right? If you can, yeah. if you can follow that, you're doing well. Yeah. And. This guy was was not in this school, but he was texting the trainee that I was sat next to, basically. Yeah. Going, oh, it's so bad, the snow where I am. I'm, there's no way I'm going to get into school. I'm going to have to tell the uni. I'm going to have to stay at home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what a shame. Didn't think anything of it. And then he texted her a picture of how bad the snow was, right? Yeah. And this text was of his wheel of his car. And I'm not joking, Hal. It was like, two and a half centimetres going up the wheel didn't even reach the hub cap
1: you know tip being a teacher, and I was like shall I just ring him
2: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> sure they don't know they born these kids no I, but we weren't helped I, I, I don't know if we talked about this last time we had a snowfall but <laughs> we had a um, like the cover bloke at my first school when I was an QT. He, like, lived about ten miles away from the school, right? But he were like Ranul Fiennes. So if it snowed, he loved it, he'd walk. You know, he'd set off at 4am <laughs> and he'd be there at, at, at nine to receive all the, the call. He'd be like, well, I'm here. And I've, I've come from Demby Dale." <laughs> he'd be guilting folk into it, you know? And, uh, yeah, he was all right. Pen.
2: i had to hunt a rabbit on the way here yeah i had to
1: (laughs) yeah it was basically bare grills last thing you need in it that
2: last thing yeah what you want is a head teacher who just goes looks like it might snow today let's just close
1: yeah just (laughs) sack it off but it ain't happening anymore because we've got zoom we've got teams Uh, those days are over young ones Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, school at home forever. I know. Oh, oh, that was good. That thinking about the snow because that that's been a bit of a do.
2: My name's Roger and I do accents for people, so if you want to learn some accents I can teach you the different sort of colloquialisms and such, it's it's good fun. Uh, Just as a few examples here, I'll do uh, Liverpool, Uh, hi I'm from Liverpool, (laughs) it's quite a tricky one that one but I'm getting there, Uh, I can do Birmingham as well. So, if you want to smack
1: sins, then I can help. Well, I've watched a few films actually. Um, that's good, that's what we're here for. Yeah, I watched a few films. Some of them slightly crap, mm. others really good. I watched a, 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 a film that was so disappointing, I stared out of the window for a bit and had to apologise to, to my wife <laughs> and say, I'm really, do you know what? I thought that were going to be good. Go and on. It what
2: was it? Well, I've forgotten its name <laughs> well, that, that, it, that works well on a podcast.
1: Well done. <laughs> I know, I'm going to go find <laughs> it now, but because I, I were like, "What is eh? Is that it?" Oh, I've so, got it. I'm going to tell you about it. It's an old film, and it was. I was so disappointed. Let me tell you the cast: Gene Hackman. Right, I love Gene Hackman. Oh, he's, yeah, he's great. How can
2: oh, right? he has been in a few bad? He's films. been
1: in a few umdingers, but. Right, Faye Dunaway, you know, an an actress with some pedigree. You could argue, Um, based on a novel by John Grisham, who wrote The Firm, Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: had it also had Chris O'Donnell in, who was Robin in one of those Batman Clooney films. Yeah, and the film is called The Chamber, and. It's one of those legal films, and it's about um, a bloke on death row, a proper racist. So it's Gene Ackman chewing the scenery, a kind of opposite of what he was playing in Mississippi Burning, right? I don't know if I've seen it. Have I seen it? Well, do you know what? I might have been out of sorts, but at the end of it, I was waiting for the last act. It's one of those films that's got two and a half acts. And yet, and then I realised that the penny dropped, and I thought, oh, it's a message film. Oh my god. <laughs> and it just ends. I'm gonna tell you what happens. Gene Ackman gets executed. That's it. And it's oh. like grim as. And <laughs> Maria's like looking at me going, Thanks for that. Why not finish me off and put Green Mile on? <laughs> Why not just let's go for it? And then we'll watch Schindler's List and, and and then, you know, we'll we'll just really be at the you know, we'll just end up all staring into the abyss.
2: Yeah.
1: And that was supposed to be like... Even if you go to the IMDb and look at the slideshow that plays, you get the lovely picture of Gene Ackman foaming at the mouth as he is oh, electrocuted. Oh right? If you just put it on my... I've got it on my phone screen. It's like a, it's like showing you all the pictures. It was... Grim. I'm not saying it was a bad... Fa- it's like it's got a nobility around it, yeah. but it, it do not land right. It didn't land right. Or oh, they sold as a pup so that were one I watched now I'm just thinking back to the last cast we did yeah I'd say the chamber was slightly crap by the way yeah Um, thinking back to the last cast we did we did we focused on Bond uh, James Bond basically and what the Bond girls did did after
2: did I I tell you what my colleague said about that one yeah because I
1: I named it Bond
2: girls we we don't plan (laughs) the names of the podcast I just after the fact I'm like right what did we talk about I just come up with the title it's not overthought and she, she was sat with me, and she said, "Well, I'm not listening to that new one of yours." I went, "Why not?" She said, "Why would I want to hear about you two perving over bongos? Excuse me. <laughs> I was like, "It's not that. It's not that." It's, although we did talk about Ursula Undress.
1: Un, Ursula Undress. <laughs> Undress. You need to go. You need to go for that therapy. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I think you should go back and have a listen to that one. Uh, because it's there's none of that apart from what you've just said. Yeah, exactly. There's none of that. Um, but as it happens, so I, I were doing ironing, and I like to stick an old film on when I'm yeah. ironing, one that maybe I can look down and concentrate on a bit of ironing whilst I'm watching. So I don't Here it, it don't matter if I miss a little bit. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Abbott and Costello films. I'll watch a lot of like black and whites, but then I watched um, a film from 1972 and this film uh, actually doesn't have any Bond girls in it it has two Bond villains in it
2: so I I thought double Bond villain that's good isn't it
1: yeah a couple a double Bond villain are they typecast do they play baddies erm One of them does. Well, I tell you what, I've talked about him before, and I may have even mentioned this film before, but I've not watched it for a long time, and I thought it's a good ironing film, this one, because I've got some familiarity with it. And it's a film called Death Line. Mm. Two words, Death Line. And in in America, it was called Raw Meat. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's a, it, but Death Line, i bet that right? got put in
2: the wrong genre section.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a proper um, night. It's of its time, and um, it's—is it slightly crap? Well, possibly. However, it's a joy. Is it and, slightly crap? At least, <laughs> yeah. It's um <laughs> What I, I I enjoyed it, and and the two Bond villains who appear. The first is Blofeld himself, the original, Donald Pleasance, Yeah. And Donald Pleasance, a classic English actor who didn't mind slumming it in loads of crap films. But he was Dr. Loomis in the original Halloween. So, you know, he has got a good pedigree, an excellent pedigree. And he was famous for the the prisoner of war going blind in um, The Great Escape. You know, with J- and he's he's partnered up with James Garner, so Donald Pleasance is there, and he plays a proper East End copper, and he's oh great. He's great, yeah.
0: He's proper coming out with it all, and he wants his team made properly.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> you know, just a joy to watch, and it, you know, I'm pretty sure John Thor, when he was getting ready for um, the Sweeney, watched this film. Uh, And the other actor who appears Who filmed for one whole afternoon Christopher Lee Who was of course the villain in The Man with the Golden Gun Indeed, and, and he uh, he rocks up as a bit of a shady government character. He doesn't often play nice people, does he? No, he doesn't. he doesn't. He uh, doesn't. But he does play a goodie in some films. He's not here. He's a bit. It's a bit. Um, he's obtuse, I'd say. And he uh, uh, he just rocks up. You can tell he's only filming for a, for an afternoon. He's literally in one scene. Yeah, uh, but it's a good scene and it's a funny scene. It's not crap. But the story is just ace And I'm not going to dwell on it I'm going to invite you to go and check it out Because I think it streams for free online yeah. Deathline, if you search for it But basically, back in the um, Victorian times They, they were building the, um, the the underground And some of it got abandoned Because there was a rock fall And, and, and loads of people got buried alive and Yikes. some of them survived in the darkness, and then in then are they the, they're trying all, to give me nightmares. Here. Yeah, it's great, and they they survive basically on uh, kidnapping uh, people who li- who are waiting for late trains. Mm. You know, I, is, I just this, think this is one for a date. Then is it? Yeah, it's definitely For a, younger a day. There. Yeah, this is one I watched on my own. I was going to put it on a double bill with The Chamber, but uh, so but what I, I just wanted to mention it because it's great and also it's got some great performances in it. The music's really good, which you can get on vinyl now and it's uh, it was um it was an American director called Gary Sherman who went on to make more kind of exploitative movies like Rutger Hauer's Wanted Dead or Alive which when I was a young lad it was always in the video shop about five copies because no one took it out well they, they, no it was dead popular it Wanted right. Dead or Alive <laughs> and there was a, a horror movie made as well called Dead and Buried which accidentally featured on the band horror uh, VHS nasties list for a while as well so good pedigree not not crap but if you like kitsch, 1970s, it's for you. Oh, yeah.
2: the the conversation, that's like the pinnacle 70s, yeah, kitsch that I can't stand. Yeah, I can't stand. I know you like the conversation, don't you?
1: I've I've not watched it for a long time, but I recently oh, got the Blu-ray. And it's so boring. That's Gene boring. Hackman. That's Gene it's, Hackman. I know.
2: That's what made me think of it. It's so boring. It's so boring. If you are a fan of the conversation, why? <laughs> I think it's good. But... No, it's not. It's <laughs> you've, just clearly a guy not playing you've clearly watched, you've tape over you... and over and <laughs> over again, and then going home and then thinking, oh, did I miss something? And then playing the tape over and over and over again. Credits roll, no conclusion.
1: Maybe I watched the wrong film. I don't. Know. Maybe you did. Yeah. <laughs> You've clearly not watched uh, Dracula A. D. nineteen seventy two, which we'll we'll have to cover one day. And so, if a listener likes, if a listener genuinely, I know this is
2: off topic because this is not what you were talking about, but you've just put it in my head now. Yeah. If anyone out there likes the conversation, let me know why, and maybe I'll I'll try and watch it again. And you can you can tweet us at Crap Film Podcast. Or Facebooks us at Crap Film Podcast, yeah, and just put a message in saying, "Eddie, dead wrong." Conversation is brilliant because I can't even finish the sentence as an example because because
1: <laughs> well, it's they- not true. Yeah, the the agenda's coming together now. We've we've talked about <laughs> what have you watched live streaming music, and now <laughs> we're now thinking about right, what what who's seen the conversation and who agrees with Ed. And who agrees with uh, Howell, basically, that it's all right. You know, and yeah. it's probably one of those... It's an introspective film, I think we can but definitely on that, agree on that. on that, that. note, though, Gene Hatman, okay,
2: brilliant, brilliant actor. Yeah. Happy to accept that. He hasn't done much in a while, he just writes books now, doesn't he? Well, he's he's old, isn't he? He's, he's retired. I think he's like 90-something. Yeah. Um, but it leads us on to our new feature that, oh, that yeah. Howell came up with and he's forgotten about because he just went, Oh, yeah, I forgot we are doing this. Uh, we're going to talk in each episode from here in, We're going to do a small segment about great actors who do, who put out a great performance in a slightly quite crap film.
0: Great
2: performances in crap films.
1: That's Gene Hatwin in the chamber. That's what. That's what. Well, it that
2: means. was a quick feature. Thanks, Hal.
1: Great Yeah, so that's it. That's what We told you it was quick. So I, I can't remember how this feature works, Ed. So have I done Do it Do I wrong? need to
2: re-edit this and patch that at the beginning of the bit where you start talking about that film for 10 minutes?
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe.
2: No, there's loads of
1: actors who've uh, been yeah, in it. Yeah, but
2: don't spoil it and just right. unleash them all or we won't have a feature every... No. Flipping episode, will we? Well, do we need to pick the actor? I've picked. I've picked one oh, today. Oh, have you, <laughs> Flipping yeah, it. You done some prep. Are you ready? Yeah. The Expendables. That is, at the very best, a slightly quite crap film. That is one of the
1: best slightly crap films, isn't it? That
2: Mickey Ruick in that film uh. pulls out from God knows where a really really powerful scene about war and I think it's about losing his daughter or, you know the losses he's, he's encountered as being from being a war veteran and it like follows a scene where a car falls from 700 <laughs> feet onto, a, yeah. onto 60 men and then explodes yeah. and wipes out god knows you know it's just like stupid action stupid 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 stupid, stupid. stop Pause, yeah. intimate scene with Mickey Ruick. Stupid, yeah. stupid, 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 stupid. That's that's the. First. I wonder if that's how they pitched it, actually. Yeah, that's how they
1: got him on board. Maybe I don't. May- yeah, you're going to be able to flex your <laughs> drama muscles. So we're looking. We want some suggestions, please, don't we, Ed? Yeah, and
2: I mean, if you, I'm sure it's on YouTube because when I read reviews at the time, I remember the reviews were picking out that scene and going, "What is this?" Why is there good acting in this film for three minutes? Yeah, it's, it's genuinely a brilliant scene. Yeah, in a massive pile of dog poo. <laughs> it's like when you drop your wedding ring into, into a pile of poo and you got to pick it out again. That happens yeah. all the time, right? And I come up on this, uh, I come up on this old wooden bridge and I see this, I
0: see this. F- I see this woman standing there, you know, and she's, uh... I stepped out, and she saw me, and she's just looking right in, right in my eyes,
2: and I was looking right in her eyes. And I knew what she was going to do. She looked at me, and I knew she was going to jump. You know what I did, man? I just turned around, and I kept walking.
1: And so we've got two examples there, two blokes. So what about the ladies as well the, the other actors and what oh, I'm if, sure there's some good Judy Dench examples oh I think so yeah she, she or Helen mind. Mirren she's done oh, flipping films. heck <laughs> yeah she <laughs> don't mind either does she right so well, there's there's something else on the agenda uh, yeah. for you to get in touch with about Um so we'd, we'd love to hear from you about that yeah, but don't give us know. like 20 because we're going to do this every week yeah, yeah. Don't don't use all your bullets up. Yeah, keep your powder dry if you've got a good in, because uh, we'll be desperate round about April.
2: Yeah, no doubt. We'll just stop it. We'll be like that feature died because we just o- we overshot. Now. We had like three written down, and then we'd realise there aren't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next feature, we're going to talk about all the sequels to the original Lord of the Rings movie. It's going to be six months long. No way, won't work like that. So all right, let's move on. Go on, move on, mate. Uh, I want to talk to you about what I've been watching. Go on. I watched a TV series, which isn't isn't a film. All but, right. Uh, it's brilliant. I Will Destroy You. Have you seen that? No, is it not Slightly Crap? No, it's Amazing. I'm, oh. starting with, I'm going to go down, slowly downhill. We'll s- right, okay. start with Amazing and finish with a Slightly Tell me
1: about that, then.
2: I Will Destroy You is uh, a BBC iPlayer available 10-part um, drama. Uh it's pretty grisly and yeah. it's it's really bleak but it's just expertly written it's absolutely fantastic it yeah. um it's about um it's about sexual relationships basically it's about rape and rape victims and what constitutes rape and how pretty much everyone in this this kind of set of characters experiences some kind of sexual abuse if you like in very different formats from childhood all the way through Um, and it's it's predominantly about how one victim comes to terms with it and tries to make herself overcome it if you like yeah Um, and it's just so compelling and awful Um, But just awful in terms of content, not in terms of the way it's done. It's done absolutely brilliantly. Um, But all it left me thinking, well, one of the big things it left me thinking of was, thank God I'm not young and trying to find a partner
0: (laughs) because that
2: is bleak. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I mean, God, it must be even harder at at this point with with COVID and all the rest of it. Um, So it's written by um, someone called Michelle Cole, who did... um, Oh, what was it? Chewing gum, I think, was her previous All series, right. which you might not have seen. No, um, it's another great series. That's a comedy, so it's quite stark contrast. Um, oh, it's just so good. I'm, I, I know I'm making it sound like you don't want to watch it because it's bleak. Yeah, but if you've got a chance to watch it, you'll watch one episode and then you'll just want to watch the whole thing. What, what's it called again? Um, it's called "I Will Destroy You." Right. And me and me and my wife just haven't been able to start watching it until we're <laughs> we just like watch every episode and then one of the kids sort of knocks at the window at nine o'clock like I can't sleep and we like quick turn it off <laughs> don't want them seeing anything or hearing anything from that show um, so that's been like super high point of brilliant oh right good TV where's stuff that? I've been watching where's it on that you weren't listening it's on iPlayer sorry I missed that it's because you were. I saw what you were doing you were practicing your juggling and your yo-yo in the background hello <laughs> but- ready for being the Christmas clown <laughs> It's, it's where my work's got to <laughs> Who wants a yo-yo zoom so, Nobody so how No one no So it's on iPlayer on it. right? I'm gonna, I might have a look at that then yeah, it's, dead good. it's on HBO as well But I don't have HBO No um, And everyone's got iPlayer haven't they? In this country Who knows Um, So that's the main thing I've been watching I've actually socialised a little bit I, as, as I said I watched a Christmas concert That was exciting Yeah I've been on a train Yeah we did a Christmas train thing where the railway oh. children was filmed oh uh, yeah that was great although it was very weird seeing Santa with a visor <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, stay
2: safe Santa
1: yeah
2: um, but that was great and it was just br- it, it was like a, a throwback to days of old where yeah. you could actually go out to yeah. something um, was- but I've also got a slightly quite crap film for you oh good now the theme I think we should do here because we're in a little bit of a predicament because we want people to feed into it but we're yeah. aware that the next episode is going to be the Christmas special yes Oh, ho ho ho. ho 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 green giant um <laughs> look he's ready he's ready uh so I thought the theme for this week could be films that are on at Christmas yeah. but are not Christmas films because that's yeah. the next episode yeah alright so, I think it's time for a jingle. Are you ready? Yes, go. Slightly quiet, crap films. That's brilliant. It oh. doesn't age, does it? It it's does not great. age. It's like great, a bad yeah. wine. Yeah. They, they don't age. Great. See so what I did there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I've got a film. Do you want, do you want me to talk about mine? And I yeah. think you've got one that you want to talk about as well. Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah, yeah. Have people heard enough of me? I've been wittering. No, you're. No, I'm just. I'm gonna gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. I've got my confidence back. So this is a film that used to be on all the time when I was a kid at Christmas time, and I think I even saw it at the cinema. Um, And it's called. Well, it's a Steven Spielberg film. Batteries not included. Oh God. (laughs) Now I warned Hal I was going to talk about this film right before we started filming, and. Even though we're on Zoom, he basically looked through me. Okay. <laughs> As wow. if cast back to a moment of true shock and horror watching yeah. this movie. Do you want to talk about your experience
1: of watching it before I crack on? Just, just... <laughs> Are awful. you ready to talk about it? I just... Just really awful. I, I just remember seeing the. It was like it was, I think it's 1987. This came out, and I remember going to the cinema to see it because me and my pals had been saying how crap it looked. So we went to see it, and it just confirmed everything. And it's not that it's not got to put good pedigree behind it, you know. Yeah. Um, the writer, the director, you know, the director. Brad Bird. Brad Bird's involved in it. Yeah, Matt, Mick Garris who who did a lo- who's done a load of Stephen King adaptations, and yeah. Ma- Matthew Robbins who who made one of my favourite films when I was a kid called Dragon Slayer. Um, he, he, you know, he, I it, think when you say point. that
2: you need to do it with a booming voice.
1: Dragon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my sound has just Hello. exploded. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, she's not included. Just. Can't be doing with it, Can't be doing with Cutesiness of it. Just wanted them all to smash themselves. I thought it was a
2: bit bleak at the beginning.
1: I can't, mate. I watched it in nineteen eighty-seven. Nothing was bleak back then. Um, or no, everything, everything was. Everything was bleak, so, everything apart was from so the movies. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, go on.
2: I thought the first bit was. I don't think the they'd If it was remade, the would the tame the first twenty minutes because it's quite. It, I mean for people who don't know the film it's about it's like a sci-fi family movie about little robot aliens that that come down and help a load of people to stop their building getting hmm. torn down it's pretty cheesy um but in the first ten minutes they're setting the scene of oh my god your building's gonna get torn down and this kind of villain character who later sort of redeems himself uh played by uh Michael Carmine who I'll talk a little bit about in a minute Um, he's just going like door to door in this block of flats like proper scaring the shit out of everyone like smashing the doors with baseball bats and threatening old people it's just like horrible yeah Um, and there's a there's a X-Boxer character in it um, played by uh, Frank McRae who is I want to talk about him as well he's brilliant yeah Um, and they think he's hiding in the shower in the first 10 minutes so they swing a baseball bat full pelt into the shower and it's like he's not there but you're just like this is quite harrowing um anyway so that kind of sets the scene and then these aliens land when they're all in despair and the alien robot things help them and lo and behold it all works out fine um but it's mega cheesy uh, and it, yeah. it, it's so Steven Spielberg it couldn't try any more to be Steven Spielberg um, classic 80s Spielberg movie it's like E.T. but not good um,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's got like I, yeah.
2: the, 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 the broken families and, and everyone mm. has to come together and become this, this thing comes down and helps them realise that if they work together and, and find love that everything will work out and that's basically the Hammy yeah. plot line to it um, but the actors in it do some I mean they could they could fit this bill of slightly crap films with great performances in it yeah so we've got Michael Carmine right who's not brilliant in it but he I recognised him and I was like what's he been in and what what happened to him his first film was Scarface he did Batteries Not Included he also did a film called Leviathan that I would love to oh, I about love another podcast.
1: With I love that I love Leviathan
2: it's so good with, yeah. is it Paul no it's uh, what's his name the guy had Robocop's in it Pe- Peter Weller Peter Weller I was going to say Paul Weller Yeah, <laughs> that's a singer Peter Weller's in that and it's fantastic but anyway he was in that right and then he just kind of stops and I was like oh where hmm. did he go he bloody died he died of AIDS in 1989 which is just <gasps> tragic yeah um Anyway, he kind of plays the villain, and and t- he turns goodish in the end. But it's got a, um, Jessica Tandy in it, yeah. And I don't know how to pronounce her now, Hume Cronin,
1: yeah. Classic actors,
2: and their husband and wife, and they were in a. I think are they in um, Cocoon?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think they're in Cocoon because this this to me you see is is kind of Cocoon light, and yeah, you've got like but Cocoon worse. this, <laughs> And you've got Mac and me you've got these sort of yeah awful (laughs) I don't know maybe I'm go on carry on sorry well
2: they do a brilliant
1: yeah turn in this film
2: she's Mm. like she's got Alzheimer's and he's like the caring
1: Mm.
2: you know he adores her in the film and their dynamic is lovely yeah um and I think they add a lot to the movie. And I think the other person who adds a lot to the movie is the performance of um, Frank McRae, who is a, is kind of mute but not mute. It's like that, that right. classic um, cliché, if you like, of, of the, the, the person who won't speak but eventually opens up and starts speaking more towards the end of the movie So sort of thing. That's kind of right. his role. Yeah. But he's brilliant in it, and he if you don't know who he is uh, he's he's a black actor who did a lot of 80s police captains
1: <laughs> oh right yeah. he's like
2: the angry police captain in loads of 80s movies and, and he actually yeah. he actually spoofed himself I think in in National Lampoon's Vacation was it he was in
1: oh he might have been no yeah. was it? I don't know a Loaded no, Weapon no sorry Loaded
2: Weapon yeah he was in that film but Loaded Weapon was the one I was thinking of he plays a, a, a spoof of himself in that Yeah. Movie. So I don't think he minds that I'm saying. He's always playing the angry policeman. Um, But he's brilliant in it as well. So there's these great performances that kind of hold it up, but it's just cheese fest. Yeah. And there's this really odd choice where the robots have a robot baby and it's a stillbirth... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're just like I'm only laughing because it's just so wrong and you're like and there's a pregnant lady in the film as well who's like on the verge of giving birth and you're like what are you doing what, who decided this was a great part of the subplot oh
1: god um, yeah interesting so what? why does it resonate with you why, why, why are we why apart from why, why the, hell like, bringing the crap it why what, what's crap because I used to tracking? just
2: watch it loads at Christmas it was one of those films oh, that was really? on the circuit of yeah. ITV Mm. Um, along with like Flight of the Navigator which I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll talk about one day yeah. uh, Never Ending Story yeah. uh, the, um, the Indiana Jones films Empire Strikes Back but never either of the other Star Wars
1: <laughs> just dropped in on the the <laughs> yeah the listings
2: um, so I just ended up watching it loads um, and I used to love it as a kid but yeah. I, it, it's one, It's not quite as bad as a lot of 80s movies that you just think actually that's a horror
1: film now like the, um, <laughs>
2: Is it Little Monsters or something? Do you remember that film?
1: Um, I kind of remember it, but I don't uh, have no record I, I, I know the Sa- title. Fred
2: Savage. Fred. Sav- oh yeah, called, yeah. From
1: the- Golden Years. Wonder yeah. Years. I can't remember. Yeah, Golden, uh,
2: it's, it's Wonder Years. Is from Wonder Years. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, that to me is a, it is called Little Monsters. That right. is a classic eighties movie that you thought was great as a kid. If you watch it again as an adult, it is terrifying. Um, yeah. I, it. It's not quite as bad as that when you watch it back, but it is mm. just like, it's got elements that are just a bit weird in it.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> if, you as as do, the if you love leaves as much as I do, then the Leaf Podcast is the one for you. If you love leaves as much as I do, then the Leaf Podcast is the one for you. Join me, Arthur Scriven, as I explore leaves. The ones you find in trees, the one you find on the ground. More than one. Be it a pedate, a lobate, a dentale, or a sinuate. We'll discuss all types of leaves. So join me on the Leaf Podcast. So that's, that's my slightly crap
2: movie from... Like Christmas ish theme, yeah. Not, it's not a Christmas movie. It was just on at the time. What, what, what's yours? What are you going to talk to? You? Well, I,
1: I, I, it was just you know in the in the huge prep that we put into these shows. Um, <laughs> you said you were going to talk about that, and I was thinking about you know the Radio Times Christmas bumper two week special uh, you, you'd get. Uh, well, where well, we'd get in our house anyway. My brother had come home with it, and we'd go through it with um, a, a, a pencil, and we'd. Just highlight everything that we we could watch now obviously i'm a bit older than you and and this i'm going pre vhs here this is when if you wanted to watch it you had to be in the room watching it on the tele Um. so you know you'd, you'd you'd be circling stuff that would be on but for me it was always where what movies are on what are the films that are on and often it was very exciting to find out what the big BBC one post Queen's Speech oh, yeah. movie I love would be. That that feeling of getting the Radio Times and yeah. just
2: as you say, literally circling or highlighting with a highlight the, the films that you wanted to watch.
1: Sorry, you didn't have highlighters, did you? We didn't have highlighters, mate. No, we we got we we'd use a, you know, a Swan Vesta strike <laughs> uh um patch and we'd just scrape down what? the side of the margin, the margin in the Radio Times of what we need. Have <laughs>
2: you looked at it recently, though? Because no. my my mother in law still gets the Radio Times at Christmas. It's such an unwieldy beast because there's like Is seven thousand channels now. You can't even follow it. Let alone, it should be a maths test.
1: I no. was going to buy a copy. I've not bought one for years because, to be honest, I think last Christmas I don't think I watched anything. I don't think there was anything that we mm. watched that we thought we need to get that watched well, it was immediately
2: lost its appeal with all the streaming and yeah. accessibility of DVD buying and stuff
1: but like I remember when Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was going to be the Christmas Day film, I think that was about 87, 88 so I was quite, I was, I was a bit older then but That was so exciting. And there was VHS and everything, but it was going to be on the telly. Anyway, the the films that were always on and that I grew up with, I mean, when you said batteries not included, I didn't leap towards Christmas movies because it wasn't a Christmas film for me. Mm. But ones that were, were definitely, and this will resonate with some of our listeners, I'm sure, uh, The Wizard of Oz uh, would always be on. And I would be watching that on my own at, at Christmas and I would absolutely adore it. And I've I've not watched that film for for quite a few years now, and it's not one I've, I've inflicted on my son saying you must love this. But it it was definitely a film. It's got nothing to do with Christmas but was a Chris, is everything to do with Christmas for me. And the other film is, is that I'd put into that category is, um, and I think it's already been on because someone had commented on Facebook that it had been on, uh, is The Railway Children, uh, Lionel Jeffries' version of The Railway Children, not the ITV remake, you know, 30 years later or whatever. Um, it, just an absolutely brilliant, wonderful, beautiful, lovely Evocation of a Victorian childhood that probably didn't exist for many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I don't know if it was Victorian, actually uh, Edwardian or, or something. But there's just the, and, and I would be reduced to tears in in both those films. Uh, Wizard of Oz at the ending. I was so, I was so sad. I, well, I was so happy, sad. Um, when um, I realised that when Dorothy wakes up at the end, spoiler alert, everyone, when she wakes up at the end, and and she's basically been told it's all a dream. All the characters that she's met in her dream are based on the the people who were, who really love her and care about her, and and in the Railway Children, when. Um, uh, the, Jenny Agutter, who's playing uh, Bobby, she uh, she goes to the railway station and through the through the steam of the train, the, her father appears, who's been wrongly arrested for being a spy, uh, and and he, he he it's just she shouts, "Daddy, my daddy." And, God, I'm filling up now talking about it. <laughs> and I'm for filling up. Because then what they do is they have, like, a brass band and they have this little festival for the end credits. If you've never seen it, it's just brilliant. And everyone's waving at you. So as a kid watching it, I'd be standing there in the oh. front room <laughs> waving back and it was such a brilliant wonderful I'm going to go and watch it now that is n- neither of those films fit the remit for this podcast but if we're asking about Christmas films that aren't Christmas films yeah those are Christmas films to me
2: very good he has welled up a little bit <laughs> guys I'm I going to have
1: to pass a tissue through the yeah, camera do you might. yeah cheers buddy <laughs> I'm proper like, well enough about it
2: so I th- <laughs> we're drawing to a close in a minute but I think it, we're going to try and put this out in the next day or so so that we can get the Christmas episode out sort of Christmas Eve-ish yeah Um, so there's plenty of time between the two and what we'd like you to do is is talk about tell us what films remind you know if I said Christmas movies on TV or I should rephrase that movies on TV at Christmas what springs to mind for you guys so it doesn't have to be a christmas movie i mean that's going to feed into the next podcast but just like, like Hal said like um indiana jones and the temple of doom i mean god there's there's no snow in there is there no and it doesn't whip santa mm. that'd be that's a very different movie um, <laughs> but it, but it brings to mind christmas for loads of us um lots of old black and whites as well they would be all, they would be on every morning casablanca's another one that was always on at christmas um, but let us know, because I'd, I'd be interested. In, let's see if we can age you by what film you think it was <laughs> on <at> Christmas. <laughs> so you can tweet us at um, Crap film Podcast or speak to us on Facebook at Crap film Podcast. Yeah. or I'll put um, Hal's mobile number in the notes.
1: Yeah, just put, <laughs> that, put that online. That'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> I'll just dox you. <laughs> hey, uh, that's been a good episode, hasn't it? Well, I, I think we're biased, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. a, it's so as yet, brilliant as all the others. Can you can you give us a like and subscribe and and tell your friends as well? Just we'd like we we want to carry on doing it, don't we? Ed, it's it's mint, yeah. and um, we hope you enjoy it as well. And uh, we're really looking forward to recording the Christmas episode. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Hang on. Jingle all the way. I've got I've I have got i can not wait to talk about some of my horror Christmas my horror films from Christmas. Do do
2: do then. me a jingle bells as um as what? As Tom, a singer. As Tom, Tom Waits. Jingle
0: bells jingle bells jingle all the way.
2: That, that's that was more of the Yoda, but I'll let <laughs> you off learn you will
1: (laughs) right thanks everyone see you everyone thank you bye The
0: Slightly Crap Film Podcast was brought to you by Ed Southall and me, Howell Roberts. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find us at Crap Film Podcast. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Just give us something. See you next time.